Hi, uh, I'm Christina Rodenbeck, and I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman. And we are about to look at the month ahead. Uh, we're sitting in, it's kind of a grey day, isn't it? In Guildford, in Sally's bijou little flatlet here. And we are going to talk about the month ahead from, is it the 20th of Jan to the 19th of February? It's 18th. 18th. Yeah, 18th this year yeah. it's early, isn't it? Uh, well, but first I think we want to talk about last month. Mm, how's it been? Oh my God, so stressful. Very stressful. <laughs> We're both a bit stressful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so busy. Yeah. So much to catch up with. Yeah. I mean, it was all that for me, the pileup of planets in Capricorn oh. just meant so much work and responsibility and just things of heaviness. And then thinking that Mars move into Aries on January the 1st might kind of speed things up. It just seems to have got a bit more stressed, actually. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, you know, I've been under the cosh, you've been under the cosh a bit. Yeah, very busy. Mm. Having to sort of get things out of the way, you know. Also, we're in this really, really weird between the eclipses period, yes. even yes. as we're, we are recording this, um, which politically has been, well, odd. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been the, the the shutdown, the government shutdown in yeah. America, which is very eclipsy. So yeah. eclipse, yeah, because um, the first eclipse was in Capricorn on the fifth, and the, we've got this one upcoming at zero Leo on the twentieth of the twenty first. I think twenty second, twenty first, twenty first. It's the day after the sun moves into Aquarius, or the same day actually. Yeah, isn't it? and it depends also where on the globe you are. I think. Um, but it's a total lunar eclipse, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, so we'll be able to see it, mm. which would be nice. But anyway, before that, we should talk a bit about uh, Aquarius, because this is Aquarius month, isn't it? And then we can look at the eclipse. So one of the air signs we're talking about? The fixed air sign, indeed. The fixed air sign. Um, and we've been actually, we've been having a bit of a chat and keep finding we go off on tangents rather a lot at the moment. It's, I don't know, it's really whether this is kind of Aquarius energy coming up as well. We're having what having fifteen thoughts at once. Yeah. But Aquarians, of course, will be able to organise those thoughts perfectly yes. when they're on form. When they're on form. Uh when they're not so on form, they can get very vague Aquarians. That vague Aquarian look. Yeah, and but I don't think it's I'm not sure that come for me, vague is almost like a Pisces word. Yes. That's I think true. it's a bit more just detached. Yeah. They can, you know, Aquarians can go into their well, their heads, because it's the mind. Mm. They can get lost in technology. I've often sat with Aquarians sometimes, and they're suddenly, sorry, I just need to go on my phone, and then they get lost on their phone. It's like, hello, human being here. Can you connect with me, please? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, yeah, there's a detach, a detach that goes on. But very friendly. Oh, lovely. I mean, yeah, they are very friendly. Great in groups. Great in groups as well. Although I think that's another weird thing about Aquarius that, um, you know, Aquarius sometimes feels like the outsider and yet they gravitate towards groups as well. It's kind of, you know. Or even groups of outsiders. Maybe so. Well, that mm-hmm. would fit the Aquarius theme, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, because this is unconventional with their ruler Uranus, unconventional, eccentric, enjoying the weird. It's that kind of embrace the weird. Be different. Hmm. Be different. Don't walk, you know, walk the path less traveled there's all that feel about Aquarius too 
And there's something very, I mean, I'm just thinking about how Oprah Winfrey's very good example of an Aquarius and Ellen DeGeneres, those sort of, mm. they are both, what's interesting about both those women is, first of all, that they're women presenting big TV shows in the States, which is actually quite unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a, a, a black woman. One is a very uh, gay woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are both, so they're both mavericks, actually, yeah. even within that thing. Yeah. So although they're incredibly successful, mm-hmm. they're, you know, out there being themselves completely. And it's the being themselves and being different that has made them successful. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the same from, I mean, I know we mentioned this before, but for me, Ed Sheeran, who's another son Aquarius, um, you know, he did the same. He refused to conform. I remember when he was talking about, you know, when he was first moving into the business, people wanted him to kind of look a certain way, kind of do pop songs that were more formulaic. And he was mm. like, no, mm. you know, I write this stuff. I want to play with my guitar. I want to, you know, do my thing. And, and look at him now. He's kind of become huge mm. doing it his way. Yeah, that is really Aquarian, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. Eddie Izzard is another Aquarian. Yes, he, he does is. things his own way. I think he's kind of veered off recently, hasn't he? And become almost beyond uh, eccentric. He's uh, yeah. He wasn't he the one who ran something like seven marathons back to back, or what did he do? Did I think it was more than that? Something feet. crazy like twenty one yeah. marathons. I mean, yeah. really unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Very uh, extraordinary, really. Um, okay, so we love Aquarians. They're weird, eccentric, very good friends. Yeah. Um, often they are very good to uh, sort of chew over ideas with. Yeah. Interested in conversation. They're interesting people, I think. Yeah. I think they're just, you know, they've always they've always got an opinion on things as yeah. well. Whatever the subject or topic, they've always got an opinion. Um and in that fixed way, they can hold on to their opinion sometimes. But yeah, no, they're they're interesting folk, mm. um, and hu- very humanitarian, socially progressive. You know, Aquarius is the sign of the collective. Um, yeah, I think we probably need more Aquarian uh, politicians, and hopefully we will do in a few years' time when Aquarius becomes the big sign. But anyway, that's moving. Yeah, it's moving too that's far ahead. Moving ahead, way ahead. Um, okay, so, so we are going into Aquarius month, which generally can feel quite a relief after Capricorn, I would say, the heaviness of Capricorn. Don't you think there's a sort of lightning that does happen around this point in at the end of January, February? Uh, at, in the north, literally, the days are getting lighter. The days are getting lighter, and yeah, there's more of a balance, and I can just see that in my schedule, actually. You know, it's it literally the day that the sun goes into Aquarius on January the 20th. There's a lot of big commitments that will have been ticked off. Yeah. Um, and having more time, having that kind of work-life balance, having more time to do the things you want to do. Um, so I think that we, now, we need to talk about this eclipse, though. Yeah, we do, which is on the 21st. Uh, so, so the whole, this whole podcast, you know, on the day that you may be getting this podcast, yeah. we have the eclipse. Yeah. Um, and it's a really important one. It is an important one. Um, because it's at zero degrees. Yeah. It's a total eclipse of the moon. It is in on the same sort of spot as the great American eclipse. So, uh, you know, that's where the eclipse is happening. Um, 
it is the finish of the eclipses that pretty much sort of began in 20, summer 2016 with a near eclipse, didn't they? Yeah, um, August. I think it was August 2016, there was an almost eclipse starting to cut across this axis of Leo Aquarius. Um, so this is the final one. Um, it's also square to Uranus, which is Aquarius co-ruler. So things could end quickly. Mm. could be impulsive decisions around this eclipse, but always with eclipses it's wise just to wait a few days to let the energy settle before you do kind of um, make decisions. But things could happen quickly around this eclipse, I think. It's an end game. It's we're in the end game of as part of this end game of Uranus, the planet of electricity, change, excitement, mm. etc., mm. which has been in Aries for a long time, is now in those final degrees of Aries. Mm. And that's a big theme this month is mm. Uranus clearing up stuff. Yeah. And since it it's it keys into this eclipse, this is part of it. Mm. So stuff that began in twenty. 16 and then became really large in 2017 i'm thinking of certain presidents for instance Mm -hmm. um that story you know one chapter of that story is finishing and we have a sweet example of that in the Meghan markle story who's now going to have a baby yeah and they met in august well they met they had apparently had their first holiday together in august 2016 um so you know her whole in inverted commas, fairy tale story began um, with these Leo Aquarius eclipses, which makes sense because she's a son Leo. So she's been in the trajectory of the eclipses. Um, and yeah, it will complete with a baby very soon in April, I think it's mm. due. Um, so what about looking at the signs? I mean, you know, for the individual signs, this is obviously going to be important for Leo and Aquarius. Oh, yeah. And for, I mean, and obviously also... The other fixed signs, Taurus and Scorpio, yeah. get affected by this. Across, so for Leo and Aquarius, it's across this axis of the sort of personal and your relationships. Really. It's all about relationships and self and identity, isn't it? It's yeah. that axis for Leo and, and Aquarius. For Aquarius, I mean, I think this really, you know, it, it may be the end of one relationship or one stage of a relationship. And... Interesting, you know, back to Meghan Markle, it's the, the end of this honeymoon stage. Now she turns and goes into the mother stage. But for um, Taurus and Scorpio, it's much more about career and your status in the world and your family. Those mm. two things have been, there's been some evolution there, some change. And it's, I think of it as a parental axis, really. Mm-hmm. You know? So your relationship with your parents may have changed. Mm-hmm. during that time um or you may have left home or you, you may have moved home moved home a parent might have passed on actually mm-hmm. um it's the foundations isn't it it's the foundations yeah. of your life it's kind of you know the past and the future axis in a way mm-hmm. but yeah in practical ways new job new career mm-hmm. um end of one you know major chapter in your life um, and for me as a scorpio it's been moving home mm-hmm. it's been huge so that's been very connected to that. Um, and also, I mean, I would suggest that um, for because this is a total eclipse of the moon in Leo, that uh, fire signs will feel this as well. So Sagittarius and Aries. And again, it's, it's the closing of a particular 
chapter for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, you know, uh, Aries, it may be a sort of a learning thing that you've been through. And for Sagittarius, it may be a love affair mm-hmm. that's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, reaching a new stage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and there are other planets, aren't there, at play for mm. um, both those fire signs as well. Um, I'm thinking particularly, I mean, there's Jupiter and Sagittarius, uh, which we can talk about more, but also Mars and Aries, which um, adds a dynamic, I think, to the to the eclipse and possibly is the reason why things are changing. And actually rather good dynamic. You know, this is sexy, sexy energy. Sexy energy. I like that. Okay, Mar- yeah, because why are we saying that? Mars is going to be trining Venus. And the other thing that's going to be happening quite at the beginning of this period is that conjunction between Venus and Jupiter on the 22nd, which is a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic for, in particular, for Sagittarians. If you want to do something, this is lucky. It's yeah. one of the lucky days of the year for you. Um, it's also very lucky for Leo's. Yes. Um, and for Gemini's, it's, you know, are you going to meet the one, frankly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, this is a really uh, fantastic uh, day also to go on a date for Gemini's or to tell someone how you feel or to uh, go to a party. Or liberate yourself from a situation you're not happy with. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the other kind of, you know, that's also Jupiter's the liberator. Yeah. Um, and it's such, you know, that's it's such dynamic astrology, isn't it? The fact that you've got an eclipse in Leo and then the following day, Venus and Jupiter, the two best planets come together in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. You know, some changes that take place, some events that take place are really going to trigger mm-hmm. you into a, you know, a new stage in your life that could mm-hmm. be exciting, liberating, I, freeing. Yeah, I would start something, you know, if I were... Uh, Leo, Sagittarius, something like that, I would be thinking, really, let's start something that's... Do you know, I'm getting on a plane. Right. Okay. You uh, are. I am getting on a plane on that day to part of the world where I've never... to Hong Kong, where mm. I've never been. Mm. So that's very... Kind of Venus, Venus um, Jupiter conjunction in Sagittarius. Mm. It's about traveling far. Mm. Yeah, and taking yourself... Far. And this is a... This is for my fellow Pisces, actually. Mm-hmm. Um is that, you know, this conjunction of Jupiter and Venus in the beginning of um, at the beginning of this period that we're talking about, this last week in January, really, is right on your career angle and your status angle. So you mm-hmm. should be reaching further, taking more, taking a risk, mm-hmm. getting on a plane to Hong Kong with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> using your connections as well, because mm. it's Venus, which is the planet of relating. So it's using your connections. Yeah. Or going to see someone you know on the other side of the world who will be an influencer in your life. How do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you about that? It's my cousin. <laughs> my cousin, the other Christina, just to confuse things, mm. um, is in Hong Kong. But yes, so uh, that's for the... Fe- and for, you know, I think also for uh, Virgo, that's quite an interesting that conjunction too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, home and family yeah isn't it it's that to me that kind of conjunction is about you know finding someone who's related to you that you didn't know about on the other side of the world or that kind of feel to it yeah. or you know being very generous opening up your home inviting people in having a great big party at home maybe 
Yeah, Virgo should be inviting everybody around this, actually this year, frankly. Yeah, the whole year <laughs> with Jupiter in your home and family sector. Um, Open doors. Yeah, we're coming. <laughs> um, but uh, on, you know, this last week in January, for, for Virgo, really, you know, have a party if you can. Every, it's gloomy here, you know. Invite us in. Yeah. Um, I do like that feel. Okay, so there are other things we should be talking about. We got so excited by that Jupiter-Venus conjunction that we've Which is worth getting excited about. I think we also need to talk about what's happening with Mars. Um, yes. Aries, planet in Aries. So this is a dynamic month for um, Aries. I mean, Mars will remain in your star sign until the 14th of February. So it's about, you know, being Aries at its best, which is kind of fast, dynamic, go-getting, out there, speedy, make things happen, start things. I mean, this is this is the best month for you to be starting things. Um, that applies to pretty much everyone. If you're going to start something, this is a great month to do it. Yeah. Uh, the, Mars is in Aries until the 14th of February. So also, you know how we were saying we're a bit stressed. Mm. The stress continues, does it not? Yeah, it's, yes, I think so. I think it'll be slightly easier and lighter, maybe more of a work-life balance, she says, hopefully. <laughs> but yes, it's still kind of full-on um, planetary energy. I mean, the other way this seems to be playing out as well is that we must remember that, you know, Mars in Aries has something of a temper too. Yeah. And um, there does seem to be kind of a lot of um, fire and fury around at the moment. Brexit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people getting very angry. I mean, you can just sense that building, can't you? And the Mars in Aries is going to run up against these planets in Capricorn as well. So it's getting angry with people in power. It's getting angry with, you know, the wrong kind of morals or whatever. It's it's there's there's a lot to be angry about at the it's moment. It's a warrior. This is a warrior energy yeah. that we've got going on. And Frank. And the other thing that's interesting is that Mrs. May is Libra. She is a Libra, and Mars is in Aries. Her enemies are not going to be stabbing her in the back. We're talking about getting stabbed in the front. So yeah. Libra, you may find that you're having people who are really arguing with you a lot. Yeah, which is, you know, for the average Libra, that's quite tricky. Uh, it's good that Venus goes into Capricorn, though. Yes, Venus moves into Capricorn on the 3rd of February. Yeah, actually, and frankly, even Venus in Sagittarius is helpful. Mm-hmm. Because it's making quite nice aspects to the Mars. Mm. Mm. So, you mm. know, for for Librans, what does that suggest? It suggests that conversation, talk, is mm-hmm. the way to go forward. Mm. You know, use your Libran skills with your Libran social skills. Uh, look for your alliances with your neighbors and your siblings. Yeah. If you have to deal with someone who's being difficult. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. very close, you know, your pals, yeah. your posse. Um, and then Venus goes into Capricorn, and that's also quite helpful. It is, and I think that's about sorting things out at home and within the family as well um, for Libra, because uh, it's been quite challenging area of their life. So, um, yeah, I think there's more of an ease then um, once Venus is in that, in that part of the horoscope. Don't you think that it's also good for, um, when Venus going into Capricorn is great for cancer? Yes. 
really great for cancer. Yeah. Really great for cancer because it's your relationship sector as a cancer. And you have had quite a full-on dramatic time in relationships, really. I mean, possibly culminating at the solar eclipse, the beginning mm. of January, which was on the 6th, when there was a real lineup of planets in Capricorn and your relationship sector. So Venus brings some sweetness and some light and some connection. It brings easier times. Do people um, will be nicer to you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's that simple, isn't it? People will probably be nicer to you. Yeah. Um, and you probably ne will, will need it. You'll be able to have, you'll be able to re find some more, more reliable relationships because for cancers this you know people talk about saturn going into the seventh house maybe not being that good into your opposite sign however i think for cancers saturn going into capricorn for the past year has been quite helpful mm -hmm. it's made things it settled things down um and maybe you've found more reliable partners for example hmm. um and I think that Venus will just bring, pour some oil on troubled waters and relationships for cancer. Yeah, I think Saturn also is about, um, you know, the possibility to end mm -hmm. any toxic relationship, whether personal or professional, actually. Put boundaries in place, protect yourself. And with Venus there, you can do it in a much more diplomatic way. Yeah. And yes. that's for the whole of the, the month of February, really. Yeah. It's a much softer energy. Um, so do we want to pick up on the new moon as well that's happening in February? Yeah, we do. I'm just trying to find my picture of it, my little chart of it. The new moon takes place on February the 4th, and it falls in Aquarius, um, and it sits next to Mercury, the communication planet. So this feels lovely for Aquarius, actually. It feels very sociable, um, great time to start something new around study, communication, ideas, it's kind of a lively new moon, actually, this one on the 4th. Mm. Um, and finally, we're moving into a stage where, you know, the lunations aren't eclipsed. Things aren't hidden. Um, everything's out mm. in front of you. I think it's, yeah, it's this light energy, isn't it? Um, what's it making aspects to? Not so much. No, I think it's kind of it's, really on its own, isn't it? It's pretty free and easy. It makes a nice aspect to... Jupiter and Sagittarius, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. It does. It picks up the Jupiter. Which is also very positive. It's expensive. It's about talking, isn't it? It's a very chatty. Um, it's about participating in groups. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for for um, Leo, actually, it is, you know, this new moon happens in your relationship sector. Yeah. So it's about opening up another chapter of your, you know, partnerships or whatever um and uh because it makes that nice aspect to jupiter in your fifth house for leo there's something slightly could be possibly a new romance mm. i would suggest uh, or a new love affair a new passion maybe after what happened during the eclipse <laughs> on the 21st of january <laughs> Out with the old, in with the new. <laughs> okay, so do we think that baby, that Megan baby, is going to be born around then? Wouldn't surprise me. The baby's not going to be born till April. Is it not? No, okay. she... I take it back. It would gave... surprise me a lot. 
Well, it could be, but it'd be very early, very premature if it was. Um, she, Shows how much attention I pay, pay to these people. I'm not reading Hello Magazine enough or whatever the, oh, that was big, the gossip was. Big news that she's six months pregnant, All so right. it's June 8th. God, big she's news. been pregnant for like three years now, no, it feels not. like. <laughs> she's not. Um, so actually, should we just, I mean, one thing, obviously, I don't know who's interested in Valentine's Day. <sighs> Christina sighs. There might be people listening in and want to know, is it going to be lovely on Valentine's Day? It's going to be sexy. That's what I say. But Mars, Mar- and, Mars and to Taurus, come on. Yeah, Mars moves into Venus sign, Taurus, um, on Valentine's Day itself, actually. Um, which is, you know, it's said not to be a good sign for, for Mars, but actually, you know, Taurus is sensual. It's hands-on. Mars likes a bit of passion. So. Stamina. It's called stamina. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it could be for some people, maybe Taurians. Uh, Taurus. Scorpio. Yeah. Taurus for Scorpio, we're talking passion. Yeah. Um, and Taurus and Scorpio are, you know, that is a very, it's the axis of passion, isn't it's it? It's the axis of passion, sex. Yeah. Physical pleasures. Yeah, that's, you know, it's where the raunch is in yeah. the Zodiac. So. So, yeah, those signs get ready for some hot action on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Mars into Taurus is important anyway because it's making the, it's going just ahead of Uranus, which is going to go into Taurus in March. Yeah. So that's interesting, isn't it? It's really interesting. And those two have been, they've been having a bit of a love affair, Mars and Uranus, haven't they? Well, the day before, they, they make a conjunction yeah. on the very, in the very last degree of Aries. On the 13th, February the 13th, this conjunction happens. What do you think about that? Uh, it's a bit of a trigger, isn't mm. it? I mean, Mars-Uranus conjunctions are quite volatile, unpredictable. It's the, it's the spark that lights. Um, I, I never, you know, when I see a Mars-Uranus, I'm not going to go bungee jumping that day, for example. I'm not going to be getting on the plane either. No. Honestly, I wouldn't. Um it's just too explosive mm. and you know also it's at 29 degrees which is just like mm. it's got all the energy of Aries packed into that one degree and we know what Aries is Aries is fire mm. and it's the beginnings and it's a spark um noteworthy that the Arab Spring began when Uranus went into Aries in that February mm-hmm. um well, that was when the Tigers, it was began a little bit before then. But what basically, was that? that was 2011, I 2011. think. It began then, and now this is what we're at the end of whatever that chapter was. So mm. I, again, I would look at the Middle East uh, to, you know, there's something maybe ha- may happen there. Mm. It is, it's rebellious, it's revolutionary, it's fiery. Um Use it carefully. I mean, you can use this kind of Mars-Uranus energy to start mm. something, can't you? But just, just use it carefully. I mean, it's definitely a day to avoid anything too physical. It's a day to avoid arguments. I mean, you know, move away from violence kind of thing. But um, ideas. It's good for ideas. It's good for self-starters, self-starters isn't it, the Mars-Uranus in Aries? You know, if you've got a brilliant kind of genius idea on that day. It might be the day to kind of try and make something happen with it. Especially a sort of internet-y thing, actually, because of the Uranus. You know, yes. to, 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 if you're going to launch your incredible website, that might not be a bad day. 
to do it. I haven't looked at the other aspects that day, but it has got kind of this feeling of uh, of excitement, and if, especially if you've been working on this for a long time. Mm. Yeah, um, could come to fruition. Do we also want to talk about um, Saturn in Capricorn? What's happening with Saturn? Because there is one major planetary aspect, isn't there, in this month, mm. um, which is the Saturn sextile Neptune in Pisces. I like that a lot. On the 31st of January. I like it too, and it's raining things in this, isn't it? Mm. This is the um, it's just the big dream theme, which I think we've been talking about a bit because of Jupiter and Sagittarius, square to Neptune and Pisces. We talked about this last mm. month. Saturn is now coming along um, to get very practical, to turn those ideas in some way into reality. Um, and that Saturn-Neptune connection on the 31st could be really strong, I think, for Capricorns as well. Um, it's a time to kind of communicate your experience your knowledge um and to get things really happening actually yeah i think it's fantastic i mean i have to say i think that sextile is good for many many signs i think it's good for all the water signs and all the earth signs Mm. you know uh, it'll be in different parts of your life for Mm. each of them Mm. um but uh it's actually it's making it real making the dreams real and you may one of the issues this year is this um, the, is the Jupiter Neptune square, which tends to make things go out of bounds and too far. But you've got this really nice Saturn mm. uh, connection to Neptune, which is reining it in and and giving it giving you some purpose. Mm. You know, um, so it's useful for you know it's useful for Cancer again. It's uh, useful for Scorpio. Um, it's useful for Virgo and it's useful for Taurus. Mm-hmm. All of the all of those signs will benefit from this very nice energy. Which actually, although the exact sextile happens on the thirty first of January, obviously mm-hmm. they're within sextile the whole month. Yeah, yeah, the whole time it that we're talking about, doesn't it? it underpins yeah. the whole month really. Um. So yeah, there is one other big thing happening actually just before the 19th which is Chiron the wounded healer finally finally leaves Pisces for good Mm -hmm. for another 50 years or so won't be back Mm -hmm. and moves into Aries and again this is a slightly I want to say trigger happy uh energy initially the one while Chiron is around zero degrees and that, in conjunction with the Mars-Uranus conjunction on the 13th of February, makes that week quite volatile, I think. And um, I don't want to say dangerous exactly, but, you know, avoid hurting someone um, and avoid arguments. Um, but Chiron in Aries is going to have a very different energy from Chiron in Pisces. Mm. Um, we'll probably talk more about that in you know later on especially when we get to Aries month but just I think that the main beneficiaries of this now are going to be the Pisces and the Virgos Mm -hmm. Um, Virgo may have had some issue with relationships yeah you know a partner who hasn't been well or something and this is now moving on yeah and Pisces may have had 
you know, have, you've been through a period of massive, massive personal transformation for seven years, mm. um, which may have included actual physical in- injury, mm. or at least feeling very feeling and exploring your own wounds. Mm. Uh, so Aries, you've got this to look forward to. Yay! Well, it's a different energy, though, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? But, I mean, you know, it's true. It's there, but it is uh, a different energy, Chiron. I think it can Aries. be about becoming a mentor. Yeah, I yeah. do. I and do. becoming a teacher. Yeah, and it's the sign of the pioneer, so it's kind of leading the way with something, isn't it, kind of unrelated, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. And if you, you know, for, for Aries or if you've got Aries rising, this is going to be, you know, you've got now seven years or so when you're going to be exploring becoming a mentor or a teacher mm. um, and actually also exploring possibly some, you know, I want to say science. Mm-hmm. Which I'm in, which I'm including astrology, but uh, or a system of thought. That's more. Yeah, system of thought. That's too. a better way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So, do we like this month on the whole? I think we do. I think. I we think do. we do. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be easier. I think for me, it will be more social. Um, I really have been, you know, the sun in Capricorn's been work, work, work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it has been in my. 10th house uh, which is you know work and career so I think there's going to be more of a balance I think it's a really good month to get out there start meeting people it's almost as if actually I think this is when the year gets going more um, you know if you've not put those new ideas new plans into place I think you can start playing around with new things as well oh yeah definitely I, I would emphasize that a lot I think mm. you should be doing that you know you should have if you didn't start at the beginning of January, you should definitely be doing that now. Yeah. Um, oh, everybody. Uh, but maybe especially fire signs. Yeah. And team up with a buddy to do it because Aquarius doesn't, you know, likes to be around other people to, to get support. Team up with a buddy. Find groups. Yeah, absolutely. Get or, involved in life. Or in our case, come to Oxford. Come to Oxford <laughs> and listen to us talk. Yeah, that's on the, what date is that? The, the 19th. 19th. Oh, we're going to put this podcast out just on the same day, pretty much, aren't we? Okay, or the day well, after. if you're there, great. <laughs> if not, there's always next year. <laughs> um, oh. Okay, well, see you next time. Yeah, okay. Have a good month. Bye. Bye.